0: Welcome to the Blue Bloods podcast, a
1: college game time production. Watch out! He's got getaway speed. Touchdown!
0: That game on last night had me sweating. I couldn't believe it. It was college game time. A couple of blue bloods out competing.
1: College game day Saturdays. Big time players making plays. All I really need is another weekend. Pull the back to back games, just me and my friends. Man, I love college. Hey. College football. Hey. I love March Madness. Hey. Man, I love
0: college. Hey. It's I love this team. Episode 40 of the Blue we Bloods go. podcast. College game time in the house, yes, Brandon. You've talked about this a couple times. As far as yep. most podcasts don't reach a certain like episode number, and we're at episode forty. But what is is it? What was it you you said? It's before? fifty.
1: I think it's like seventy-five to eighty percent don't reach episode fifty. Like if you hit episode fifty, it's not guaranteed success. But if you stay consistent, at some point you'll find some success from podcasting.
0: So, that might put us at Championship Weekend. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be amazing, actually. Our 50th episode <laughs> was Championship Weekend. I don't know if we could have played that. Planned that. Planned that better. just um, crazy. But, man, what a crazy... Uh, was it week four? I say crazy. I don't know if it was really crazy crazy sorry uh, yes that
1: would be championship weekend would it be to, oh. yes it would oh. be champion it is going to be championship weekend i just didn't okay
0: mind. so if you've been if you've been listening with us from day one i mean hang with us if you hang really if you just hang with us through the rest of this football season get get, get us the episode fifty episodes 50. man that's huge then we'll see what happens from there um and speaking of before we get into week four and then look ahead to week five uh, we got Hurricane Ian, we were talking about that before we officially started recording And that, obviously I'm in Texas, so that's not really impacting me But you are out there in Florida, is everything, are, you know It's stupid, I don't, it's stupid <laughs>
1: So, yeah, we're about to um, take get prepared I don't understand hurricanes, I've lived in Detroit, Texas, and Philly That's all I know, we don't get hurricanes in Detroit and Philly we get snow Texas, I, we don't get anything. Like, we get mm. tornadoes. But we lived in North Dallas, so that right. never happens. So, uh, now we're preparing. which is crazy is me and my wife are in the middle of moving. Um, mm-hmm. And so, hey, le- let me just shout out. Like, just be a good person. Because I call my property management people. And I'm like, hey, guys, we're supposed to be out by the 1st, which is Saturday. We're going to start moving tomorrow, which is like our big day to move. But in light of the storm, like, is there anything, like... Essentially, can you give us some flexibility? They're like, Storm really shouldn't hit till Wednesday, so yeah, you should be out by Friday. Um, so, because you said you'd be out before the first of the month. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, we're fine. I think we'll be fine. Every person that's from where I'm from says we should be fine. So, I just got to trust those who have lived in the Cape for yeah. forever that we're going to be fine. So, that's why I have nothing behind me because I'm in the middle of a move. Um, but... It is what it is. We're it good.
0: is what it is. And hopefully everything will be okay, not just for where y'all are at, but all all across the, the border of the state. And I bring yeah. that up, too, because it, it sounds like as of right now, when we're recording this, none of the games are being affected. But I guess right. it kind of will be contingent on how these next uh, few days go. I haven't seen anything about, well, I haven't seen anything about evacuations or anything like that, but no. also haven't really been like, tuned into it. It wasn't until we started talking before we hit record. I was like, Oh yeah. Hurricane Ian that. Yeah. Like you're kind of in the, the midst of all that, man. I think we'll be fine, but we'll see. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about some of these top 25 matchups. Um, we've had Clemson, wake forest, Florida, (sighs) Tennessee. And then of course my heart just got ripped out of my soul, uh, with the Arkansas A&M game. (sighs) um, yeah, I didn't even
1: reach out to you till, till
0: Yeah, you till it's probably, it probably was a good thing. Nobody, <laughs> I wouldn't have responded. I didn't respond to anybody uh, after that game Saturday. But before we get there, Clemson-Wake Forest, I uh, I was tuned into that one, and I feel like there was another game on in that 11 o'clock window that had my attention. Wasn't necessarily as bad. Big of a game. I think that Kent State Georgia, yeah, uh, you know. Once I saw the score, I, I put that on. I think my phone, but yeah, I, I, that Clemson Wake Forest. uh It was a good game. I, was I'm trying game. to remember who I was flipping back and forth with, but yeah, I had
1: them on my laptop because Michigan was playing on the main screen at that point. Wake Maryland was on my
0: laptop. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah, maybe that yeah. was the other game I had going as well. Yeah. Um, but Clemson, you know, they pulled it out. I didn't think – I thought maybe they were they were going to lose. Um, I think the quarterback, I mean, the final – DJ looked good, man. Yeah, I was just say, the final stats of that game, I mean, he threw for nearly 400 yards. and
1: Yeah, he had – Um, I pulled up the box score real quick. DJ had – he went 26 for 41, 371 yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions, man. And he still put 52 yards on the ground, too. He had a heck of a game.
0: And a couple of those – Passes though. I mean, his receivers made some pretty they made some plays. Amazing plays. They and, made some plays. But um, let's not sleep on Hartman, man, from Wake Force. Yeah.
1: He went dude, I mean, the dude was lights out. He went for three thirty seven and six touches on only nine incompletions. I mean, the most critical one's the one that, you know, obviously in second overtime where he threw the pick. But um I think they had something like seven uh GMs or scouts in at that game um sam hartman man he's he's getting a lot of draft buzz now i mean the dude runs a good system he finds the open receiver i was i was pulling for wake in that game honestly
0: well and i'll tell you this i'm i never thought i would say this coming into the season but i like what we've got cooking in the acc right now um yes particularly the the atlantic division where there's I mean, it's Clemson, it's Florida State, it's Syracuse, it's NC State. Can't count Wake Forest out, even though they lost that one. I mean, it's they're all going to have to play each other, yeah. And uh, that that actually is building up to a big game coming up on Saturday, yeah. which we'll talk about at the end of this, towards the end of this episode. But man, it is it's it's a dogfight. And then you look in the coastal, and it's kind of like. Who's gonna prevail out of that division? You got <laughs> Virginia Tech, Duke, NC or UNC. I think Pitt will probably. probably you got Miami, that. Virginia, but I mean, man, that that Atlantic this year it appears to be a loaded division. Now, how many of those teams can actually compete at, you know, I don't a know, say a level. CFP level? Yeah, yeah. A national level. Uh, that that's, <laughs> that's that's to be debatable. seen but just for the sake of getting through the regular season i mean that that's a fun battle to to see how it plays out cuz i tell you man i'm i'm really liking this florida state team man they look good again they've dominated bc yeah they it's like they're BC. they're they're really gelling they're finding confidence and they're yep. getting better each game yep. again i still don't know that they're ready for that CFP level of competition. I don't even know if they're ready for a Clemson level. I, I don't right. know. We're going to find out as the, as the weeks continue, we're going to learn a lot about Florida state over right. these next several weeks, but man, they just seem to be getting better and better and better. And, but I said it, I think last week, is it going to be a deal where they're like Miami that season when Miami mm-hmm. jumped out to a 10 and zero start. I can't remember if it was Mark Rick's first year after leaving Georgia or second year, There, they go ten and zero. They were like the number two team in the country going into their game against Pitt. They win that game. They're going into the ACC championship. I think it was going to be a one versus two matchup because Clemson was one. They lose to Pitt. They get hammered by Clemson. They get hammered by Wisconsin in the bowl game, and it was kind of like, oh, this was all just a big it was was a mirage gold basically, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I don't know if that's what Florida state is, but man, they got some dudes. They've got some dudes on the offensive side and their defense is starting to come together. So yep. We're going to learn a lot about them, but um, yep. So Clemson, wake forest, uh, both have a big game. In fact, I think wake forest has Florida state and then Clemson. We've got a big matchup. They've got coming up. That yeah. Yeah. Safe yeah. For, for later, then uh Florida, Tennessee. Um, Hendon Hooker, man. Yeah.
1: Hendon Hooker. I, I got to give it to him. I watched that game. And, um, you know, he went for 349. He only had six incompletions, man. Threw for 349 and two touchdowns. Two tuts. And then put another 112 on the ground.
0: I mean, it's crazy because I never thought I'd see the day where the, the offensive scheme that seems to really be dominating the SEC – is the is is the Briles Baylor scheme? I mean, that's and now each of these teams run a different variation of it. But Ole Miss, that's sort of the 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 foundation of what they do with the Lane Kiffin, yep, um, you know, expertise sprinkled into it. That's the foundation of what Tennessee does with right. Heupel's sort of air raid and some even some run and shoot concepts sprinkled into it. And then it's the foundation of what Arkansas does with Kendall Riles, with Sam Pittman's more physical run-the-ball iso, even though that's a big staple of that philosophy, but sort of sprinkled into it. And and there may be some more. I just know for sure off the top, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. That's like a foundation of their offensive philosophy, and they're three of the top offenses in the league. Um, Anyways.
1: No, it was just a great game. Um, you know, uh, if it, it was uh, one barstools at the Tennessee game, so I don't know yep. if you saw the pre-show on that. I mean, Tennessee is alive and well. You know, it's it's been a while since they've actually been like good. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like overall, that makes excuse me drop my water. Uh, it makes college football a little bit better. Um, man, I like I like Hooker a lot. Like you know, I know a lot of people were hype on him. Was it going to be a Heisman hopeful this year? Was this just going to be a mirage? Or was Tennessee going to be typical Tennessee? Um, I mean, the dude's playing great football. I mean, bro, three, you go for 349 and two tuds with six incompletions, and then you put another 112 on the ground with the touchdown there. I mean, this – if he stays on that trajectory, he should definitely be in the Heisman contention. And, I mean – Bro, I, I'm starting to see he's showing up on a lot of NFL draft boards. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that new quarterback that everyone likes. Nice arm, athletic, can make plays with his feet, but that's not his, his first option. Um, he's going to try to make the big play. Like, I love how explosive Tennessee's offense is with him yeah. there. He's going to take a big shot. He's going to give you a chance to win the game. Um, and dare we say, man, Tennessee, you know, because normally Tennessee's a pass, they lose this game. It gets tight, they do something stupid, they lose the game. Yeah. And that was my biggest thing coming into this. Like, can Tennessee, when the game gets tight, and it got tight for a little bit, can they can they hang on and do what they need to do to win the football game? And they did, man. They won the football game. They look great doing it. Henderson Hooker, I think, is just man, I'm excited to watch some more of him this year and see if if Tennessee can really kind of disrupt the SEC as we know it. Um because, like, I'm I'm looking at their schedule even now, man. Like, all they – I mean, they have LSU this upcoming week. Then they have Bama, Bama. Tennessee Martin. Then Kentucky. Then Georgia. And I said this last week. and and you said it. Could this be the team that potentially Challenge gives Georgia, Georgia. – Yeah, give them a little run yeah. for their money. And if they play like what I saw yesterday, I would – and that's what I was watching the game for. I'm like, can this look like a team that can give Georgia some flux? And I'm – I looked yesterday, and even when we think about last year's game, what type of quarterback did Georgia have problem with? The quarterback that can wiggle a little bit, that mm-hmm. can extend some plays, and I, i.e. Bryce Young. With this offense clicking like it's clicking, I can't help but think. Let's just say Tennessee runs the table until that game. Georgia would definitely be undefeated by then. Mm-hmm. With that type of momentum, I don't know where the game is at that year. I'm sorry, it's at okay, it's at UGA. So eh, I don't know it just they they have my attention. I'll just leave it at that. They have my attention.
0: Yeah, and you know, we're going to learn we're going to learn a lot about them um the next couple
1: weeks for these sure. next
0: few weeks cuz I still not so sure how sold I am on Florida. And to be fair, that score, I mean, Tennessee controlled the entire second From half the of the game. Like yep. if you watch the game, I mean, yeah, it was a close, tight game first half, but then second half they came out and I think at one point they were up by two or three scores. And then, yeah. like, the last five minutes of the game is exactly what you're talking about, where it was like, oh, is this just same old Tennessee where they just figure out yeah. a way to fumble this away? And uh, they didn't. They got the win. Um, yeah, so so we'll see. I, I just, I don't know, man. It's the, a tough the, stretch, man. Bama, like, you got yeah. LSU. Having to play Bama as your crossover and Georgia, it's just... You still got Kentucky waiting for you. They they
1: haven't won two four, – four of the next five games are top tier. You have LSU, Bama, break with Tennessee Martin. Then you have UK, you have Kentucky to Georgia. That's a rough four game. If they can come out of that stretch two and two, mm-hmm. I think that's impressive for Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I do too. And I think they – Definitely have a chance. I think they need to if they want to, you know, get to at least like a New Year's six bowl. Right. Um I, I think the fans out there are, are are over these eight and nine win seasons, right? I mean they want a 10-11 win team that's playing for, you know, they want a team playing in the CFPs. You know, yeah. It's Tennessee. Like there's that. still that expectation, <laughs> but that ain't happening this year. Um no. and then of course we had just the dagger of Arkansas them, and uh I'm really not going to say as much because it's pretty simple for me. First off, like going into this game, like I have this game pegged as a loss. Like I really did. Like, mm-hmm. when, when you know, everyone does this with their team. They look at the schedule at the beginning of the year. And they go, okay, win, 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 toss up, toss up, win, win, toss up, loss, loss, toss up. You know, you, you basically mm-hmm. mark your games that are wins, toss ups, and losses. right. right. And then your toss-ups is like, but I think we can win. I think we can win. I think we can win. And when I looked at our schedule this year, I actually had A&M and Bama as losses. And then I think I had Ole Miss and Mississippi State as toss-ups and Auburn. Even though Auburn looks awful, they're they're like, I don't know. It, they're just like a thorn in the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, no matter how bad they're supposed to be, it's like we just can't beat them. Um, but I, I did. I, I have AM. and uh, And then the game starts, and I'm going, "Oh my goodness!" Like, yeah, we're we're gonna win. Like, we're gonna right. win this game because they 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 just had no answer for what we were doing, and then. The thing that bothered me, though, going into mm-hmm. this game all week is our fan base, the Razorback fan base, was way too overconfident. Yeah. You know, it's like every fan base has their, like, little Twitter. You know, the, the thing for us, it's hog Twitter. Call it hog Twitter.
1: Right, And right.
0: And if you kind of just – obviously, my, my timeline gets full of a lot of what's being tweeted about the Razorbacks because of all the different things I follow. Mm-hmm. And I was just very surprised at how many people just really thought AM didn't stand a chance coming into this game. I don't know if mm. there was too much Kool-Aid from that App State game or mm-hmm. because of how close that Miami game was. And then Miami, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we saw what happened there. I'm, I am actually have Ooh. that on, on my list for today to yeah. talk about. But I just thought, like, guys, first off, this is a team that's owned us for the last decade like we finally right. beat them last year for like the first time in 10 years. Yeah. And it's not like they're short on athletes and players that can make plays. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't have a quarterback, but A&M over the last 10 years has beaten us plenty of times when they had suspect play at the quarterback <laughs> position. Right, right. And I've been saying this. Even as Arkansas was creeping up to 3 and 0 winning I've said our secondary is suspect, and mm-hmm. our receiving, you know, is 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 inconsistent. And that's why I had so much hope at the start of the game, because we got Keetron Jackson involved early, who mm-hmm. I feel like could be our hands-down number one receiver. He hasn't really done much all year. Got him involved early. He scores on a little quick screen for like 34 yards. Then we take a shot deep, beat him deep, get another stop. And then we got a little too cute trying to run some, some – gadget plays if you will with our backup quarterback did some double reverses tried to do some double passes just none of it worked and him comes down and scores so really that's a flip where we could have at least gone up 17 nothing and it's now 14 7 but we drive all the way back down i mean we got back to doing what we do get all the way down to the one yard line or i don't think it was the one yard line but it was inside the five it's first down and our quarterback tries to dive over the pile from the three yard line (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what is he doing and so he fumbles and if you watch the game you saw the play yeah. even if you didn't watch the game it's all over freaking twitter where AM just gets this what i call a phantom touchdown and then i like blacked out like i went into a rage when that happened um i couldn't believe the decision the quarterback made i couldn't believe that just the way that played out because i remember i finally like sat back down and got my bearings and it was fourteen thirteen, and I was like, "Wait, what?" So I checked the ESPN app, and it said failed to convert two point conversion. I was like, "Wait, what?" They they went, for... and because the game was going, I didn't want to like rewind it. Right. So I just got on Twitter. I was like, "Can someone tell me what happened?" I blacked out <laughs> in a fury of rage, and shout out Tommy, too. shout out our boy Tommy. He uh, <laughs> he said fumbled the snap. I was like, oh, "Okay," but. Anyways, that game, uh, we just never really recovered from that play until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. We were down two possessions. We come down, we score, mm-hmm. and then drive right back down again. And I think if there was anything I, I, I just am disappointed in was that we played we played for a field goal. And yeah. I hate it when teams do that. And I think yeah. if you look at earlier in the game, earlier in the day, at that Missouri Auburn game. I don't know if anybody watched that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anyone would watch that, but I was watching it. It
1: was entertaining.
0: I mean, Mizzou had that game won twice. Mm-hmm. They played for a field goal at the end, missed it. And then even in overtime, they had a chance. He was walking right in the end zone and drops it or fumbled it out for a touchback. But, anyways, that all, like, I, I feel like Mizzou could have scored a touchdown and won the game and not even had to go into overtime, but they settled for a field goal. Arkansas right. did the same thing. It bounces off the – I mean, just – but even for me, and this is the last thing I'll say about this game, I think the reason why I was disappointed in how we played the end of that was because I wasn't confident that even if we made that field goal with a minute – with the amount of time – I don't remember how much time was left, I'm not confident that we could have stopped AM from getting in field goal range and beating us. Like, yeah. I felt extremely confident that if we would have scored a touchdown, which I thought we were going to do. And we, we, we could have, if we would have been playing, if we would have been playing that drive with the mindset to go score a touchdown, I think we score a touchdown. And then I was confident we could have kept AM out of the end zone. But the fact that we played for a field goal, because even before it, he missed it, I'm sitting there like, God, even if he makes it, I don't, I don't think we're going to win this game. Cause yeah. I didn't think we could keep them out of field goal range. And anyways, so, uh, whew, you got a little bit of my disappointment out early. Um, in fact, why don't we just start there? Why don't we just yeah. transition from here into disappointment? You heard mine. Who, who, who was your disappointment? of? I have weekend?
1: two. I have two. I
0: have, I have another, have but I have a feeling you might say one. So then I, we can just keep it moving, but go ahead. Okay.
1: Um, my first disappointment. Oh boy. It's not disappointment to me, but it's a disappointment to those fans. How about the tucks coming? The smoking mill tuckers of Michigan State, bro. They got ran out of the stadium.
0: Oh, the
1: 31. 30, yeah, they Minnesota took them to the deep end and drowned them. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> they went into East Lansing. I'm pretty. It was in East Lansing. Thirty-one here, and I don't even want to give them that seven because that was like garbage time, mm. like. It was sixty. It was so bad. The announcers pointed out. They're like, man, it's sixty one. It's sixty degrees outside. Why is Mel Tucker sweating? <laughs> like, bro, they looked hopeless. They looked helpless. Like they, I've never just seen like the team. I enjoyed every bit, like every snap that P.J. Fleck in Minnesota, Ibrahim or Ibrahim, whatever yeah. his name is. Muhammad, yeah, dude, he ran. And you said this about Minnesota. Coming into the season, you're like, hey, this is a team I want to watch out for. They're returning. And I agree. They're returning Tanner Morgan. Yeah. They're returning Ibrahim. Uh, and I was still kind of like, eh, man, they ran through those boys. So it was, it was. And here's why I'm disappointed because I really do like Mel Tucker outside of the. And I was talking to uh, a, a, a guy, Dave Drum. Me and him were talking about this Saturday. He's an Ohio State guy. So we talked Big Ten. And I said, man, I want to like Mel Tucker. Like, I've said this openly on the podcast. If Mel Tucker didn't coach little brother, I would be a huge Mel Tucker fan. Mm -hmm. Here's my disappointment, though, because all offseason, Mel talked a really big game. Though He did. Like, I watched interviews. You know, they asked him about his – it was coming off borderline arrogance. Like, hey, do you have a relationship with Harbaugh? Ah, we don't really have anything to talk about. Like, you know, we're not from the same coaching tree – Blah blah blah, you know, keep chopping wood, the 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 recruit pitchers on top of the Corvette smoking a cigar and everyone's just so hyped on and part of me kind of bought into it like but then I was always optimistic, like, okay, let's admit Kenneth Walker won him about five games last year. And this is disappointing, man. Like there's a lot of hype behind him coming into this year. Michigan State, don't get me wrong, he got his best receiver to come back, he had his returning quarterback to come back. He mined the transfer portal, got these dudes from Florida, from Georgia, you know. Mm -hmm. And, man, they just look all over the place. Like, if Uh, you've actually watched Michigan State play, this is not the team that I saw last year that was like, dang, I have a feeling if you just let them hang around, they're going to beat you. They don't have the same intensity. They don't have the same attention to detail. They don't have the same focus. They just look – they look like the COVID version of themselves when Mel Tucker mm. first took over. That's mm-hmm. what they look like. Um, when they were bad that season. When they were bad that season. And it is disappointing, man. It is disappointing uh, on one end because, I I mean, outside of beating Michigan, I want him to do well. Um, and and it's better for the sport when Michigan State does better. It's better for the Big Ten. And it's just, dude, when's the last time you seen Minnesota roll anybody?
0: Like, let's just be honest. Yeah, they've been. I mean, and they've. I told you this. I feel like Minnesota this year will be what Michigan State was last year. You did say that, except for they don't have to play Michigan or Ohio State. They don't, unless it's in the Big Ten Championship.
1: Yeah, so that's that's my first biggest disappointment. That was just. It was terrible. It was. It, it looked like Michigan State didn't want to be there. Like I watched that game because to me that's a pivotal game. It's for the it's it's a Big Ten it's, it's a Big Ten opponent. Um, Michigan State just got ran. They got ran through by Washington the week before. Michael Penix put on a clinic on those boys, and so you're you're looking to see. Okay, I can almost borderline understand you went out west. You play the game like seven o'clock their time, which is technically ten o'clock your time. Like all that stuff matters. Like if you're an athlete, mm-hmm. you get it. You're on your regiment. You're on yep. that's a tough game to play. It's a tough environment. Phoenix, I mean, if anybody remembers him from the Big Ten, was a Heisman flirt before he tore the ACL. Like mm-hmm. I, I projected and then I knew Michigan State secondary was weak. So I was like, okay, this plays into Washington's favor. Right. But then to come back home and let I mean, Minnesota's predictable. They're going to run the football, and they're going to throw slants at you all game. And you just get ran out of your house that way? Like, ran out of
0: your house. But what was Michigan State last year?
1: Run the football and throw slants? Yeah. And get I lucky mean, it, on fourth down?
0: And they had a, a general, you know, I say gener, they had I mean, you know, they had a, the best running it, back in the country, which I'm starting to believe Minnesota might have that as well. Yep. Um. And now all that, take them to the woodshed, all that stuff, it really starts to wear off Mm -hmm. when, like, not just when you lose, even though, yes, (laughs) when you lose, but when you lose the way they're losing. Like, wait, 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 hold on. Like, you're saying this is your identity, yet this is what other teams are doing to you. They're punking you. They're punking you. So that was my first disappointment,
1: honestly. It feels good to me, though, but it is disappointing to see
0: and then who's your other one? Because I have a feeling it's going to be the same as mine.
1: The University of Miami. Yeah. <laughs> the U is not Trey. I'm going to beat this horse dead, Do and it. it's dead, and I'm going to keep beating it. Do it. The U, we heard all off season. Yep. All off season. Crystal bowls back. We got and it, bro. And this is what I'm saying though, and I'm not going to stop beating on the Josh Gattis train. Miami has been so hype. That they brought in these great coordinators. If and I watched that game. Like when I saw there was like where it was at halftime, I was like, man, let me go look. Everybody's on Van Dyke. Van Dyke is going to be a Heisman hopeful this year. He's mm. he's just great. Bro, he gets benched for red shirt freshman. Yeah. Who, against, who technically looked a little bit better when I watched the game.
0: Against Middle Tennessee State.
1: Against Middle Tennessee State. The offense look anemic. The Man, I'm telling you, I almost feel bad for Miami because I'm watching this offense and I'm like, this is what Michigan felt like for the first three years of Gattis' career there. Mm. A bunch of plays, you're like, why are we running that play? Why are we running a pull and pin when obviously our freaking, we should be throwing the football? What happened to getting the ball to the best? At-? Like, And you remember I texted you. I was like, is coaching football this hard? Like.'" Now, granted, I'm not an X's and O's guy, like, and I'm learning as we do this podcast, like I'm learning more about X's and O's and play calls and these different things. And, you know, I watch a lot of film breakdown now because I really want to understand because I'm like, because, you know, I just play NCAA 14 and video games are really simple. You build, you get a bunch of ads. I feel like college football is like high school. You get as many athletes as you can. But you know what? I don't feel like it's just hard. Urban Meyer said it. He goes, "I don't understand how people overcomplicate this." Yeah. You get the you put the best eleven players on the field, and then you get to the you get the ball in the hands of your don't and, and he said this like three years ago, and I'll never forget it. Whenever he first like left Ohio State, he was like, you know, he goes, "If I have six great DBs, if they are the best athletes on the defensive side of the ball." I'm going to run a defense that has six DBs on the field. Right, Like, that's just what I'm going to do. Yeah. If I have three great running backs, we're going to tweak this offense, do what yeah. we do conceptually, but we're going to make sure these three guys are on the field more than anybody. Right. And that is my biggest problem with Josh Gaddis. I'm like, surely Miami has some type of talent. Why are you running the plays that don't work? Get the ball to your best free. I get you lost your best receiver. You got to have some more receivers out there, man. And you're playing Middle Tennessee State. Bro, it yeah. shouldn't be that hard. It yeah. Like, I and I don't know. I, I Somebody might slay me like, ah, coaching, you know, X and L. I'm like, bro, it can't be that hard. It's college football. There's definitely a talent disparity until you get to the chunk of your schedule. Like, a team, against a team like Middle Tennessee State, line your best athletes up, get the freaking ball in their hands, and let them do what they do. Like, it can't be that Trey they do it in a pros what is what is for now well, so get the ball to Debo Samuel
0: yeah so hold on I actually have a funny story that drives this point home back to the text because you did send me that text you're like man you coach football like like is it this hard and I responded and I said well I coached seventh graders for uh, you know for a couple yeah. of years <laughs> and like it was pretty simple like who's the fastest kid on the team okay get him the ball run fast you know like That's it's, it. it's, it's a so here's what's funny though about that. My first year doing that, which was, uh, gosh, at this point, a little over 10 years ago. Right. Uh, we went to a, I went to a Cowboys game with my dad mm-hmm. and we, without getting too deep into it, like the best person to go to a Cowboys game with is my dad, because you get like this first class treatment for right, everything right. just yep. because of some of his relationships and connections. And so. Uh, this was actually the last time I've been to a Cowboys game in this manner. Um, it was, they were playing the bucks. And so we were, we get there early cause we get to go down on the sideline and like watch mm-hmm. the teams warm up. And while we were down there, Steven Jones, uh, Jerry's son is, mm-hmm. is over there and him and my dad kind of start have a, have, you know, a brief exchange. And then, uh, he shook my hand. I'm talking to him and he said, man, are you coaching now? And I said, Yeah. I was like, I mean, it's, I said, it's, it's, middle school ball. Um, I said, it's pretty, it's not real complicated. Like just who's the best, who's the best kid on the team, get on the ball and tell him to get to the edge. And he goes, Trey, it doesn't change much at this level either. And like Des Bryant was standing right there, just catching balls with like, I think Jason yeah. Garrett or something. And he goes, get the ball to the best player on the team and tell him to get to the edge. So like, that's like one of my fun, like cowboy type stories and just kind of a cool moment, but it, it com- completely relates to everything you're just saying, where at some point, like, it's not that difficult. It like, can't, be, just, that
1: hard, who, it can't <laughs> be that hard, bro. It can't it be that hard. It's just like, it can't. Like, I'm watching college football, and I'm like, I just, and maybe I'm wrong, and this is the arrogance in me. I'm like, if you give me a sheet with, like, 20 plays, you're like, Brandon, call these 20 plays. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find the plays that work best. And I want to run them, and then when I feel like you're tipping your hand, where you're starting to stop it conse- consecutively, I'm going to switch that play, and then you're going to be, like, oh, he does something different, or I'm going to run something off the variation of that play, and then we're going to, like, we're just going to keep running. I don't get it, bro. It really bothers me when I watch college coaches get cute and create, like you said, like even Arkansas. Like, why are we running trick plays? If if running the football is working, I'm. I don't stupid. care how my receivers feel after this game, guys. <laughs> I will call them an offensive huddle. I promise you'll get the ball. We're going to run some play action, but do you guys want to win? Are we about stats here? They can't stop the run. I'm going to run the football.
0: Well, not to beat the dead horse on that game. I mean, we're the reason not only do we have one of the top rushing attacks, but you just hit them quick on the edge for a 34 yard touchdown on a screen or not a screen, but just a quick kind of like smoke throw or whatever mm-hmm. you call it, and then and then you took a deep shot where you beat them over the top for your first two touchdowns which now they're having to respect you know ball. these receivers that are way out on the edge they've got to respect that and they got to respect the deep ball which was completely open I mean it was perfect but I digress um now just to also put a button on this little segment if Miami was playing Georgia we wouldn't be saying all of this. Right. Look, we get it. It's all about the Jimmys and Joes at the end of the day. It is, man. But they were playing Middle Tennessee State. So surely you've got players on your offense that are bigger, stronger, faster than the players Better. on their defense that you can figure out a way to get them the ball in space and go run that way to the end zone.
1: Football coaches need to play more Madden. I'm, I'm like convinced, bro. Like y'all do all these analytics, like all this stuff. No, y'all need to play video games, bro. You need to play Freaking video games, because video games, what you do, it, you get the same thirty plays every, you know, in the playbook. Yeah. You find the ones yeah. that work, and you freaking exploit the weakness of the other team. If if I'm playing NCAA and my quarterback's an eighty-two. You know what I'm doing? I'm running some type of spread option because I'm gonna get. I'm gonna run rollouts. Like guys, I'm gonna tell you when. If you ever play me NCAA, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run an option. I'm gonna play rollouts, and I'm gonna spread you out wide. And if you let me run the football, then I'm gonna run some RPOs off of that, and I'm gonna beat you over the top. Like it's, it can't be that hard, bro. It just, it. it can, I'm watching these games like this can't be hard. Like get the ball to your best athlete and let them work.
0: Simple as that.
1: It's simple, right. bro.
0: Shifting gears, we did it, kind of flip-flopped it, but let's do uh, biggest surprise or surprises over the weekend. I'm going to go first on this one because my biggest surprise, an entire state gets my pleasant Mm -hmm. surprise or biggest surprise over the weekend, and that's the state of Kansas. The Kansas Ooh. Jayhawks and the Kansas State Wildcats, bro. Both of them. First off, I'm going to start with Kansas. I don't know anything about this football team. I can't tell you <laughs> one player. I can't tell you what their offensive philosophy is, what their defensive philosophy is. I can't tell what they're doing well. I can't tell what they I can't tell you what they need to improve. Here's what I can tell you, though. They're 4-0. And this is a team that has not won four games in the last 12, 10, 12 years. Amen. They're... There, if you look at their, this is a team, and I know I love how we always reference back to this. This is a team that I would pick in NCAA, so that when I pull up the history and I yeah. see <laughs> zero and twelve, one and eleven, one and eleven, three and nine, three and nine, three and nine, zero and twelve, one and eleven, one and eleven, three and nine, three and nine, I'm like, yeah. That way, you see this whole history of losing, and then when mine starts showing up, then it's. 8 and 4, 11 and 1, 12 and You know like like right, like, right I've right, right. just I've just restored this program. That's them in real life and then here comes this guy in year 2, was it Lance Lipold, I don't even know Leipold, if I I, yeah. I don't know if I can say his name properly. He's 4 and 0 in his second year, more wins than they've won in a season in over a decade. Crazy. And, I mean, I called it the Blue Blood Bowl right? They played yeah. Duke. It was the Blue Blood Bowl. I still feel like college game day should have went there, even though Tennessee is a, like you talked about it already. I mean, when Tennessee's rolling, um, that, that's a fun place It is um, to, to, to be. But anyways, so I don't know what their ceiling is. I don't know what I ha- I just I don't I know that last year they beat Texas towards the end of the season and that was their second yeah. win of the season. win of the season. Now they're 4-0. I mean, is is bowl eligibility uh can- are they a legitimate contender in the Big 12? Like I have no clue. Find out. And we are about to find out. But then you go over to Kansas State who goes into Norman mm-hmm. plays the number 6 team in the country. And I think the final score, it ended up being oh, a one-score game. It was a good game. But man, that similar to the Tennessee Florida game. 41-34. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so but uh where is that game? I'm trying to find it as well. It's at the bottom because it was the night game. Um it's not on mine. I think I got the wrong. But anyways, what I was gonna say is it felt like Kansas State controlled that entire game because Mm. most of that game, they were actually leading by two possessions. And then I guess, was it, I keep wanting to say Taylor Martinez, but it's Adrian Martinez. It's Adrian. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: Adrian, this brother.
0: Um, uh, he put the dagger in them to, to, to close (sighs) that game out. And here it is. Cause what was the scoring summary? Yeah. So they were up 14, nothing. Then OU comes back. They're 24-17, 27-20, 30. Okay, so maybe that's where I'm thinking. They were up 34-20 mm-hmm. with, like, five minutes to go, but then OU goes down and scores. And then, yeah, Adrian Martinez with Bro. another two minutes left. Crazy run. Yeah, yeah.
1: Crazy run.
0: And uh, so anyways, I, I'm my, my pleasant surprise and surprise – you know, I'm going Kansas obviously off to that four-o start. We haven't really talked about them as they've been knocking teams off. I mean, they beat Houston. Um, then they, of course, they just beat Duke. Not trying to sit here and say that, like, oh, hey, they just beat Georgia and Bama, but yeah. You know, all things considered, relative to what who they are and what they've been, and then of course, Kansas State, who Us along with everybody else in the nation, you know, had them as a dark horse to compete for the big 12, but then Mm -hmm. they dropped that game to Tulane. So it's like, Oh, maybe they're just, maybe they're not what you thought they were. And then they go into Norman and take care of business. And um, I saw an interesting, I think it may have been a Colin cowherd tweet Mm -hmm. where he, he said, uh, he said, amazing. Lincoln Riley takes over a four and eight program. That was a complete disaster and shambles. And now he has them four and zero, which they did have a scare. But we we kind of anticipated. We that. said that, yeah. Um, has them four and zero and top ten, top five, whatever they are in the country. Meanwhile, uh, Venables takes over a team that had eleven win seasons for the last five years plus playoff appearances and gets beat by an unranked team at home. And anyway, you see,
1: Clat uh, responded to that though. I did not. What did he Klatt, say? Clat responded. He said, "Um, true within its right." But let's also not forget Riley took away his Heisman-contending quarterback, a couple other players, and all the commits that were coming in.
0: Okay, but here's here's something. Here's here's a- another response to that, at least from the quarterback standpoint. And he didn't take all the. A lot of the commits were like for next year. Mm-hmm. Some of them were, and they're Cali kids. So like, it only yeah, makes Yeah, yeah. Sense. it made sense. Yeah. Um. But, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, from the quarterback standpoint, let's not act like there weren't other options that oh, OU could have gone in there and gotten in the portal, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. That were be- bit better than what they ended up getting. What they did is they settled for Dylan Gabriel because he has a history with Levy, mm-hmm. and then he already knew the system. Which he had so, a pretty decent game. Like, yeah. It was not yeah, I mean, yeah, he had a decent game. It, I'm saying. I mean, are, like, so are we putting it on him? I mean, because if we really want to look, he played a better game than what Caleb Williams played against uh, Oregon State. Yeah, he if did. We wanna, if we want to make that argument, um, I don't know. I just, that was, I think, man, what a time to be alive if you're a Jayhawk. Yeah. You're coming off a national championship in basketball. Really, football season is just something to kind of like, you know, s- sort of like suffer through until basketball season starts, right? It's really not something right. you're like looking forward to. It's kind of like it's just something to do. And then all of a sudden, you're looking up going, wait, we're 4-0 now? Like, we just won the national championship. Now we're 4-0. We're going to go win the Big 12. So, anyways, that's my yeah. surprise.
1: That was good. You know, my surprise, though, it's um West Virginia.
0: OK, they
1: played Thursday night and they whooped Virginia Tech. And I've been high on West Virginia all year. I mean, the backyard brawl, the opening season was phenomenal. Then they went back and they lost to KU, which, you know, at first we were like, what the heck? Um, they took Kansas to overtime. Um, now, we didn't know Kansas was going to be four and oh. So um, and then they go. But I, I watched that full game on Thursday uh, when they play Virginia Tech. And it feels like JT Daniels is finally – well, he's always been good. Like if you've wa- – and I've watched West Virginia quite a bit this year because I mm-hmm. like JT Daniels, you know, and I've kind of followed him since high school. The kid can play. It feels like they're finally gelling on the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. and JT – like, and that's all they really need because he's going to put up 35 points. And here's why I'm like, I'm surprised by them because I'm also watching – you know they play next week.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: play Texas. And I'm looking at what Texas – I looked at what Texas Texas did to them, and I'm like, you got a former five-star quarterback who can still sling it. Like, he's not a slouch. I mean, the kids played good football. Could this be a, a situation where now West Virginia kind of gets on a little roll? You know, they got some momentum. The defense shows up. JT can sling it. Um, like, I, I just feel like, you know, they're 2-2, two and two, but I'm looking at them. They easily could be – they could easily be 4 0. Like they lost one score to Pitt and then they lost to KU in overtime. Um, so this really could have been a team where you're like, man, if if a ball or two go like we remember the backyard brawl. The kid, mm-hmm. their best receiver, yes. misses the catch and easy pick six. Like if that doesn't happen, West Virginia technically is going to win that football game. Now yeah. that's maybe he's only counting horseshoes, but it's true. Like you're looking at that, you're going, okay, maybe they're three and one. Or they could be 4-0. and Like, this is a underrated team that I think a lot of people are kind of looking past because they are 2-2, two and two, but they can score with the best of anybody. And I'm like, okay, what they just did to Virginia Tech where they handled them, like handled them, can they go to Austin next week, handle business in Austin, and now you're looking to, you know, the rest of their schedule after that is just Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, Iowa State. Then you have OU, Kansas State, and Oklahoma. So their final three would be tough. But this isn't a team I think anybody should sleep on. That's all I'm saying.
0: So you just set me up perfectly for overreaction, overrated. or are you? Do you have any other No, I'm surprises? done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Because my overreaction or overrated is Texas, the Longhorns. And it goes back a couple weeks ago when they almost beat Alabama. And I even think I tweeted it this. Is. I said, man, the polls can't wait to just skyrocket Texas into the top 25 because they almost beat Alabama. And you the did. overreaction of, and I even i even said, I didn't think I put this out there, but I'm going to put it out there now. What I wanted to say after that game was, can everyone imagine the meltdown of Texas's fan base after just barely losing to Alabama and then not even making a bowl game? I've been hmm. hinting and I've been tiptoeing around it Yep. Really since this summer when all this just hoopla all gas no about their recruiting. Oh yeah, all gas, no breaks. They're recruiting this and that and the other. And I literally, like I remember when Arch Manning got committed. I even said it. I said him going to Texas is MJ in 45. Had he gone to yep. Georgia? Had he gone to Clemson? Had he gone to Ole Miss? Okay, I'm looking at maybe MJ in 23. But him going to Texas, that's MJ in 45. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at Texas' schedule. And I know Arch Manning's not there yet, but that's where – Really, everything started escalating as far as, man, you know, this year with... And I know they don't have their quarterback, but, dude, that, like, first off, the guy that is playing quarterback is also a former five-star, I believe. Yeah, he's he's nice. And uh, you just lost to Texas Tech, who's playing with a quarterback that's like 30 years old right now, or 26 <laughs> or something like that. It's funny because they were talking about the last time Texas, the last time Tech beat Texas at Tech. Was that mm-hmm. 08 game, the Crabtree game, uh, the Graham Harold to, to Crabtree? That was so know. awesome. So check this out. Texas Tech's quarterback was a junior in high school during that. So like, really? Yeah. So I don't really know his whole story. But yeah, he's like 26 or 27 years old. So, I mean.
1: Did he play professional baseball? I, that's what I was going to say. I don't baseball. know if he's a baseball he dude. He to play baseball. I
0: had to have. I just know that. Like, and he's not even their starter. He 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 wasn't their starter coming into the season. <laughs> so technically, you could say Texas Tech doesn't have their starting quarterback either. Yeah. Even though the guy that, that's playing right now, he will be because of how he's been playing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this first off: the overreaction of Texas, the overrated Texas. They never deserve to be ranked. They shouldn't be ranked. But they they literally got ranked for almost beating Alabama. Like that mm-hmm. is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Their mm-hmm. two wins right now are to ULM and UTSA. And like mm-hmm. you just said, they've got West Virginia. Now, I personally feel like they'll probably win that one, but based off what you just said, who knows? Who but knows? I'm looking at their schedule going Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, at Oklahoma State, at Kansas State, TCU, who, oh, by the way, has has sneakily... Uh, and for, uh, they're 4-0. Oh. Uh, they're 3-0 and oh or 4-0, oh, yeah. 4-0. and oh. And 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 then they're at Kansas, who we still don't really know who they are, but they're four and And oh, by the way, Kansas came to your town last year and beat you. And then they got to play Baylor. So you're telling me that this Texas team—let
1: yeah, me pull up their schedule now—is
0: gonna win one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of those games. OU, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. And I'm just looking at how these teams are playing because Iowa State and Baylor just had a dogfight. Had a
1: great game. Baylor
0: ended up winning. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Which I said was
1: free money last week, by the way.
0: (laughs) I actually sit here and go, I don't think they can. I'm not going to say that. But here's what I am going to go on record and say. Texas misses bowl eligibility. Mm-hmm. And if they if do I want to say that or do I want to say they don't finish above 500 cuz technically they could finish 500 and get bowl eligibility right. but that for that fan base and that the expectation that's on that program that's that's just as much of a disappointment as going 5 and 7 so I'm going to say it that way I'm going to say I don't think Texas finishes mm-hmm. the season above 500 which means mm-hmm. they've got to win 4 out of their next 8 Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, I'm sorry. They got to win five if they finish. If they're going to finish above 500, that means they've got to win five games. Hmm. And I, don't, I can't pick out five games out of this schedule. And it's exactly what I said after the Alabama game. What Texas does is they play to the level of their competition. Mm-hmm. And it's been a problem for years. That's why, like, right now, all the all-gas, no-breaks, the recruiting sarks doing, everyone's getting so hype about it. Dude, this is a program that had the top three class in 2018 and 2019. It's 2022. Yep. This is supposed to be those guys' time to shine. Oh, well, the transfer portal, oh, well, this, all oh, what? Okay. Okay, right. whose fault is that? Right. If you've got a top three class in back-to-back seasons... Yep. And all you have to show for it is one a coaching change and then two, five and seven last year and then what I'm predicting is not being better than six and six this year. your problems are much deeper than your recruiting and we've yeah. talked about that. I've talked about it till I'm blue in the face, but I'm I'm sitting here going. they played the a level of their competition and then they end up losing games like to Texas Tech. Um, heck, that UTSA game was a game through like two and a half yeah. quarters. So you're telling, you're telling me they're going to, they're going to be now look that OU game. It's always weird, right? It's a red river. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me out of they're at Oklahoma state at Kansas state, they've got TCU at Kansas, which usually you'd like to be able to mark that Kansas game as a win, but I'm not going to do it. Then they got to play Baylor who Baylor at that point in time is probably going to be playing for uh, an opportunity to play in the big 12 championship. Yep. I just, I don't see it happening. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. I I I can't pick out five wins from those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games.
1: That'll be interesting. I don't see it. And and, and if they don't do it, what what happens to Stark? You think they bring him back another year?
0: I almost feel like because of how much of his recruiting has been so uh overreacted to Mm -hmm. that yeah I think Mm. he survives it if for no other reason other than because everyone thinks Arch Manning's gonna be the savior um they're gonna he has the built-in excuse with Quinn Ewers going down versus Bama. Well 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 if we would have had Quinn Ewers we would have we would have been you know because that's what the that's what the narrative is right now. If Quinn Ewers wouldn't have gone down we beat, we beat Bama. Bama. Right. And then I'm sure you can extend that into, oh, we would have we would have been, you know, winning the conference playing for right. a CFP spot had he not gotten hurt. And right. so I think there's also this like this this halo around Arch Manning where if firing Sark is gonna lose that that class, mm-hmm. you know, that's the only reason why? why I think he survives. But maybe not. It's you true. know, you said it a year ago. You said it a year ago. You said if Urban Meyer's available. And he's sitting out there, and and that and Texas thinks they can go get him because that's somebody that. that will keep the recruiting class intact. Of course, of course. Yes, yeah, interesting. All right, I, you know me. Anytime I can sound, and I'm still a little sore from the Razorback game. So anytime I can sound off <laughs> on Texas, you know this is therapy for me. But no, that's good. Overreaction, overrated. Who do you got?
1: Uh, my overreaction, man, is uh, to the Michigan fan base. Ah. Uh. It was a big yeah. overreaction this past weekend with this game against Maryland. Now, Trey, you remember what I said. At the season preview, you said, who's my dark horse to win the Big Ten? Or at least compete in the Big Ten East. Who did I, yeah. I? said Maryland. Yeah. For all the reasons. Uh, Tolua Tungal- Tungalowu, Tua's little brother, I hate saying that. He, no, yeah. Talia, I'm going to give him his due credit. The kid's a baller. The kid's a baller. I watch who they brought in in the, in the um, transfer portal. So they brought Florida's leading receiver last year, Copeland, transfers okay. up. They got Rakeem Jarrett. They have another guy on the outside. They have three NFL receivers. Like mm. it's flat out. Their top three receivers are going to the NFL draft. Without a shadow of a doubt, they will play on Sundays. Then I watch who they picked up in the backfield. They got a two hundred and thirty pounder guy. They they got the Thunder and Lightning. And they I didn't know this, but they brought in Dan Enos the former mm. head coach from Central Michigan and he OC some other places right Oh no
0: he was OC at Arkansas Okay yeah Like to be honest he he did a good job for us he's as a, an offensive coordinator He's a good OC He's a um, good OC And then he was at Bama I think as the quarterbacks coach when That's Loxley what was. was the OC Yep
1: So he he's the he's the OC at Maryland um And man they looked good Now this is what I'm saying Michigan fans need to unoverreact because everyone walked into that game thinking we should blow them out. And I was like all week, mm, don't be surprised if this game is close. Don't. Because, one, we we beat them like 59-3 last year, so you know they're going to want some revenge. Right. Two, I knew the personnel that they brought back. Three, this was JJ's first real start against a real level of competition. And this is what I'm telling everybody to relax. So let, let's listen to this stat line. JJ went eighteen for twenty six for two hundred twenty yards and two touchdowns.
0: Yeah,
1: that is Cade McNamara, and no shade towards Cade. Everyone knows I have nothing but love for Cade. That is an amazing day for Cade McNamara. Yeah. that is a JJ McCarthy <laughs> bad day. He yeah. missed, and if he connects on four out of on three out of the five deep shots, so he he threw five deep shots, he only connected. He went one for five. Mm. If he connects three for five, this game is a completely. Different ball. It's it's a completely different ball game. And when you watch the game, and I went back and watched it twice, Maryland played. They they normally drop seven or eight in coverage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you got to think, JJ McCarthy. He has an NFL arm. The kid's known for a hitting dimes deep. He still has to mature into taking what. This is why I love K Mcnamara. He's going to take what you're giving him. Is it mm-hmm. sexy? No. But if he that means he's going to dink and dive the tight end all the way down the field and run the football and you're going to score a touchdown. That's what he's gonna do. Now normally you, you you kick a field goal because you get tight because he can't really do anything with his feet. And JJ has to this is so somebody called this, how do you feel about this? Are you mad? Go, It's a growing pains game, man. Yeah. It's a it's a growing pains game. And at some point the kid was going to face some adversity. Right. I love he made some key throws in the fourth quarter that you'd like to see him make when the game was on the line. He made he made some throws and and yes, and then it helps. This is where you have the the gems and the gels, man. Blake Corum went for two hundred forty three yards. That's why you recruit. You recruit guys that can make that can make plays, mm-hmm. and that's what's going to happen. the The road to the Big Ten championship. I think Michigan fans came into this thinking like because we had a weak non conference schedule, they're expecting us to go for fifty. And realistically, if JJ connects on even two more out of the the five deep shots, that's three out of five. The game, we we probably do win by three scores. And if you watch the last score, it was a garbage time score. We were in prevent defense. Our whole backups were on the field. So technically, if you watch it, we won by 14. Michigan fans just need to relax. This team has to figure out who they are. J.J. has to figure out how to play the quarterback position, meaning he has to learn when to throw the ball away. If you watch the game, he's zigzagging around, and all that stuff is cool, but he has to learn. Like, There's times I'm yelling at the game, I'm like, Just throw the ball away. Live to play another down. Mm -hmm. Or if everyone's covered downfield, and he said this in his post-game presser, Charles Woodson came up to him and said, great game, young fella. God gave you the gift of legs. Use them. Mm -hmm. Like, you have speed. If no one's there and your receivers are covered up and they dropped eight or seven in coverage and it's wide open, go get you five or six yards. And I think that's what we have to realize as Michigan fans, like, We're good enough to pretty much beat every team on our schedule outside of Ohio State. Like that should be a we should be eleven and zero going into that game. My key in this season moving forward is, can JJ McCarthy mature and grow into what he's supposed to be? We I love that he's going to take deep shots. He has to learn to grow and say, okay, I can try to go deep in bracket coverage, or my tight end is sitting there for six easy ones. Take the six easy ones, live to fight another down, and if you do that, eventually. You know you're gonna. You're, he's going to take. He's going. He's good for about five or six deep shots a game, and if he can connect on fifty percent of those, you're going to be okay. But I think Michigan fans need to relax. Like we, they panic. So, what is Harbaugh doing? This is such a vanilla game plan. Listen, you know who your head coach is. He wants to run the football. He wants. To, and and let's be honest. We have been gifted another great running back in Blake Corum. And you got to remember, our five star running back from last year, Donovan Edwards, has been out for two weeks for with a soft tissue injury, he'll be back next week. Mm. We're going to be fine. We're, we have a new coordinator on defense. We have two new offensive coordinators who were part of the committee, but this is their first year really getting the call to call the offense. Like, mm-hmm. relax. Because when you look at J.J. Statline, I think there I can probably name about 10 other programs in the country that would be okay with 18 for 26, 220 yards, and two touchdowns and no interceptions. And would love to have them at and love to have JJ McCarthy as their starting quarterback. In a conference Michigan, game. Yeah. In a conference game, Michigan fans relax. Don't look at what Ohio State's doing. Yes, they look tougher, but that Wisconsin team is all out of whack. Graham Mertz isn't what we thought he was gonna be. Paul Chris isn't who we thought he's gonna re the thing I just want us to harp on is just remember, this is this kid's second start. His second full time start trail, or third. Mm-hmm. But this was his first full game. He played four quarters because both other games, Hawaii game, he was done by the second quarter. The Yukon game, he was done at the second quarter. He was done at halftime. This is his first full game, Big Ten game against a really good. Mar- I'm telling you, I watch his game and I go, Maryland probably is going to win eight football games this year, maybe nine. They're competitive, they're good the offensive play calling is amazing. They have NFL talent on both sides of the football. The only place where they're lacking, here's the two things I would say watch out for Maryland is they're not elite. They're not good in the trenches yet. So they got to catch up in the trench war. Mm-hmm. And then two, they just don't have the depth. Mm. And then last and then we can move on. Michigan fans remember this. We were missing seven guys from the 2 Deep. Seven key contributors from the 2 Deep. Two of those guys are on your offensive line. You're missing two starters on your offensive line this year, this this week. You're missing your one B running back, who technically is a starter. You're missing your starting linebacker. You're missing a guy in the in the secondary. You like your seven people don't understand football. Like and you you understand college football. It's not really your best twenty two. It's like your best forty eight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's all about your two deep. And if you're missing seven key guys from your two deep, that that affects you in in the long run. So Michigan, relax. We're going to Iowa next week. We should be fine as long as we score 21 points, and we'll live to fight it. The key for me in this sense, watching Michigan, is can JJ McCarthy mature so when the the Saturday after Thanksgiving hits, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: Well, and you know the fact that you have a good enough team to be able to do that in conference games and still still win. I think Michigan fans will. Be, be be pleased this week at Iowa at uh, the progression that he continues to make. I mean, also, I mean, it's his third start. It's his third start as a full-time starter. First start for a conference game. Like, okay, well, let's jump ahead now. Let's look ahead to week five. We always do kind of the, the game not featuring your team. Man, it's loaded. So I'm just going to kind of go through real quick, particularly the 11 a.m. and 2.30 slates. So listen to this 11 a.m. slate. Okay. We got seven Kentucky at 14 Ole Miss. mm mm-hmm. uh, We got OU at TCU, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see. We'll, we'll really learn what Sonny Dykes has got going on there at TCU. Of course, Minnesota's got Purdue. Um, and then there was another 11 a.m. game that I – Oh, yeah, Texas Tech at Kansas State, that that big 12. Mm-hmm. But, but main one, Kentucky at Ole Miss. Okay. Then, uh, we get to that two thirty. obviously got number two Bama at Arkansas. I'm not as hyped for that as a lot of people might think I am. Uh, nine Oklahoma state at 16 Baylor. That's going to be good. That should be a good game. Wake forest 22, wake forest at 23 Florida state. That, that should, should be, be a good one. Uh, we're going to learn about Kansas. I probably will. I definitely won't be watching this because of all the other games that are on at this time, but Iowa state at Kansas. Um, and then as you get into the night, uh, got uh, uh, NC State at Clemson. That that game could have some ultimate ramifications on uh, the ACC Well, you, you missed one,
1: too, though. On that Friday, I, you got 4-0 Washington at 4-0 UCLA.
0: UCLA, yes.
1: That's the game I'm most looking forward to. Yes. That's Friday night.
0: Okay, so that's your game.
1: That's my game. Like, that's the game I'm pumped about. If you guys have been following us this this entire season on the pod, you know I've been super high on Washington. Mm-hmm. I've been super high on Michael Penix. And I really – I mean, man, I've watched just about every game that they've played now. It's at UCLA, which doesn't matter because I don't know if you saw that tweet that went viral <laughs> yeah, of the dude, role. Nope. It was just like no one goes to that game.
0: It's just a hard city to –
1: it is, man. They just need an on-campus-like deal that seats like 20,000 people, and I think it'd be better. But where do you find that type of space in L.A.? That doesn't really work. But Because um, you look at Washington. If they win that game, listen to the next slate of games. They have Arizona State, then Arizona, then Cal. Mm-hmm. So And then they have Oregon State, which they're going to play them tough, I think. But then that sets them up to play Oregon. So they can go into Oregon like 9-8-0. and oh. Say they beat Oregon, they're nine and zero. Colorado's a dumpster fire. That's ten and zero. Washington State might give them a run because that's you know it's the Apple battle, of the Apple whatever that is, the rivalry game. Like bro, Washington can actually go undefeated. Like I'm just looking. They don't play USC this year. They probably wouldn't play USC till the Pac-12. the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. Which, from what I've seen, man, they can give them a run for. I'm I feel like this Washington UCLA game has huge implications. Cause I, I'll say this. I believe if Washington beats UCLA, I think they run the table until the Pac 12 championship. And now you're talking about a potential CFP team.
0: So does Washington have to play? Yeah, they don't have to play Utah or USC. No, they don't. That's like this is draw.
1: this is the year. This is the year I think they can go and the way Phoenix has been looking, man, the defense is already good. They have a great defense. They have a good defense. Phoenix, he has great receivers, but he just makes them that much better. Like,
0: yeah, this could be
1: one of those they sneak into the CFP.
0: That back-to-back Oregon State-Oregon is going to be their – Well, obviously, they got to beat UCLA this week. But, man, I'm not – And look, shout-out Chip Kelly. He took a picture with me back in July, talked to me for a little bit. I gave him a card with our Blue Bloods information on it. Like, shout-out, Chip. I really appreciated that. But man I I'm not I'm not sold on them. They beat Washington, it'll change that tune. Right. But I'm not so sure. I'm looking bowling green Alabama State and then they almost lost to South Alabama. Everyone's pounding Colorado, so that's not really much to Whereas Washington at least, I mean, they they put it on Stanford, they put it on Michigan State. Yeah, that's – okay, so is that your – That's my game. I'm like, because
1: I know, to me, this could be the run for them to go undefeated. Like if they can get through UCLA, it looks like they'll go into Oregon State like 7 or 8-0. and zero. Then if they be Oregon State and Oregon, which it really – we saw Oregon almost give one up this week. Yeah. Bo Nix is going Bo Nix. Like I said, it just depends yeah. what Bo Nix you get. So really I feel like if you get through Oregon – if you get to Oregon State, excuse me, I'm not really – I'm actually more afraid of them to play Oregon State than Oregon.
0: Man. Um,
1: okay. So that's is, my game this week.
0: This is tough for me because I've got two that – I actually have three. I'm really looking forward to watching, to be honest. Um, even though one of them I'll have on a second screen. I'm not man, I tell you, I will say this that Bama, Arkansas, I, I think I think that one might get ugly. Mm. Now, I'm okay with it because I think from there, if Arkansas can bounce back the rest of our schedule, we can, mm-hmm. you know, we, we you know we we should be we we can win not saying we will win, but we can win the rest of the games on the schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, so like a 9-3, and 10-2 finish isn't out of the ballpark if we can get right, out of this right. game healthy. I just, man, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, but that's just yeah. my gut right now. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Ole Miss play against an actual football team this weekend, <laughs> um, which an interesting tidbit. So they actually struggled a little bit with Tulsa this past weekend. They did. But Tulsa's backup quarterback okay, Braylon Braxton. He came in when their starter got hurt and actually played really well. So Braylon Braxton is from Frisco, Texas. And his brother currently plays at Lone Star High School in Frisco, Texas and is an Arkansas commit. Okay. So I interviewed, on a a Razorback show, I'm a part of, of, we interviewed Jalen and his dad. Yeah. And just unbelievable stand-up people man they're just they're just awesome but his older his older brother is Braylon who's was I guess the backup and now might end up being the starter because he's the one that came in and almost knocked off Ole Miss but um anyways Ole Miss handled it but I am looking forward to I mean it's a conference game I think they've got the advantage because they're at home I would say Kentucky has the advantage because they've they're they're more battle tested to this point point. Um, Ole Miss has not seen anything that looks like Kentucky yet this season, whereas I would say Kentucky has seen something similar to Ole Miss at least when they played Florida. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm really curious this quarterback that Ole Miss has um, because that's Jackson that's, Dart. Yeah, because that's a game. You know, Arkansas's got late in the season, and um, I think if we can just get through this game against Bama and get things back together. I think it's going to come down to to, to KJ versus Dart,
1: mm-hmm. you know, just
0: like last year, it came down to KJ versus Corral, and Corral ended up getting the dub. Uh, we couldn't convert uh, two point conversion, if I'm remembering correctly. But
1: yeah, that was a great game.
0: Um, so I'm curious to see them like that. That game. Uh, I, let me. I'll say it this way. That game, I'm curious. NC State, Clemson, I'm invested mm-hmm. because I've been pretty – I went on record. I mean, I NC State's my pick to win the ACC this year. Mm-hmm. And that's a team I even suggested is if they can run the table and win the conference, like that's one that could sneak into the CFP, like right. out of the blue. That was one even in Vegas, if you remember – uh mm-hmm. I was like, man, I was looking at their odds. I was like, <laughs> dude, I might put a little something on them to get in the CFP, and then I didn't cuz I just I don't think it's good. It's really the ACC. Happen. Yeah. But I do have them winning that conference and I think if they're going to do it, they've got to win this weekend. And then man, I guess my uh I guess my leisure <laughs> Man, I'm just all, I'm really liking this Florida State team, bro. Man, I want I'm, them to I'm keep it rolling. In I yeah, want them to keep winning, game. so they got Wake Forest, and they're hosting them at home, and so, anyways. Um, but yeah, Ole Miss, Kentucky it, it, it to start the day, and then I'll have I'll have uh, Clemson, NC State in the evening slot, and then my fall asleep game will probably be that USC Arizona State. Hopefully, uh, Caleb Williams bounces back and goes off for like twelve touchdowns because I really need him to. You know, be in the Heisman, contention. be a Heisman, yeah. So. Anyways. yeah
1: I, I I think that's really pretty much it as far as like games this week that I'm really I mean I'm really into that wake that Oklahoma State Baylor game I'm gonna watch that Oklahoma State's coming off a bye week um yeah. we'll see how they play and then sneakily a sneaky a sneak a sneaky good game uh potentially could be it's Oregon State versus Utah they're playing mm-hmm. at 2 p.m um yeah. so that that could be a really sneaky good game Oregon State played USC tight and I didn't stay up and watch it because I was exhausted um, so so they have that. I'm gonna tell you a team I'm actually keeping my eye on is cause I, and I watched them fully last Friday. I'm keeping my eye out on this Air Force team. Okay. I'm keeping my not I'm not saying they're gonna but we know they run the triple option, but man, it just they destroyed Nevada. Like, and I get it's Nevada, but they're playing arm they're playing Navy this week, which is always for the Commander's Cup. Right. It's a great game, um, and I here's why I have a, a universal vested interest in the Commanders Cup. Living in Philly, the Army Navy game happens ah. in Philly, um, and it it's actually amazing what happens in the city when the Army Navy game comes. You have all the alumni, you have mm. all the veterans, and they come, and it, it and the pageantry because um, they they play not too far. Um, they play at the Link, um, which was like 15 minutes, well 20 minutes subway including all the stops from my apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, it's just, I I, I have a new vested interest in the Commander's Cup when you've kind of been around it and you're like, oh, man, like the people that care about this really care. Like it almost has like Texas high school football small town Ah. vibes around it, like except you're in this like major city. So it's it's pretty cool. So I will be watching Air Force versus Navy. That might be like on my – phone you know i have one on the main screen one on my laptop one on my ipad right one on my phone um <laughs> yeah. yeah that might be the phone game um because i'm just interested in the commander's cup this year um that it's I, I suggest anybody if you can at some point in your time go to an army navy game in philly great weekend yeah. great pageantry so that's i will have my eyes on list. that one
0: that's a bucket list game that one in the rose bowl are two bucket list games for me
1: yeah that's that it's it's fun like it's it's something I've participated in a little bit, you know, because it's really, because I remember the first time I lived in Philly, and I had some friends in town, and we went out to eat, and I end up, like, waking up the next morning, go to breakfast, and I'm like, why are so many people here right now? I, I don't <laughs> understand, and I live downtown, so
0: yeah.
1: and um, I I finally just asked some guy, I'm like, is there, like, an event happening today? Like, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of, and Philly's the sixth largest city in the in America, so, like, for me to say... There's a lot of people here. That yeah. means there was a diff a big d di- he's like, Oh yeah, man, it's the Army Navy game and I was like, Oh wow, like you guys, this is a big deal. He's like, Oh yeah, you know, simplify, even though that's Marines, whatever. Um yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that I think everybody if you can and you just like the game of football, the Army Navy game is something, yeah, it should be on the butt. It's it's awesome. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a fun game to go to. So I'll be keeping my eye out on those Air Force Falcons this week too.
0: Nice. All right. Um well, that's it, man. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh episode forty in the bag. Uh we will be back next week to re man, there's gonna be a lot of recapping to do that's after be some... this next week, man. This is an exciting weekend of college football. It really gets going on I mean, it gets going on Thursday, but it really gets going. That Friday night game. You're right. I'm I'm
1: That's gonna be a good I'm gonna game. be locked
0: into that one.
1: And then you got Texas Tech versus Kansas State coming on oh. new- man, this is a good Little weekend of football, man.
0: I'm like pop Iowa State, Kansas. We'll see what can't. Like we're, it's like a lot of these games. You're really gonna see what some of these teams are yep. truly made of. And uh, yeah, all right, man. Well, I'll. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, y'all. Hey, I love everybody. Just in case we don't get to record because of a hurricane next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Fair
1: enough. I think I think we'll be fine. Um, yo, just pray that hey we get to move. Yeah, I just want to move. I'm tired of dealing we with We may have a bye week. Yeah, we exactly. may have a bye week, or it might be a late in the week release. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. But yeah. until then, enjoy your victories. If your team lost, rest in your way. Until next hey, week, peace. college football. Hey. I love March Madness.